There's no yelling. There's no crying. It's great. I'm walking around with no pants on. It's wonderful. <laughs> nice. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. I had a nice three-day nap. <laughs> and you woke up today? And I woke up today. Uh, being that it's... We're, we're, I got this headache, though. We're recording this on Easter. Yeah. I would be more worried about the pain in your hands and your feet. Yeah. I'll have somebody carry me all over the place. <laughs> Are you going up to little kids? Looking through the holes in your hands, going boop. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Want to see a trick? Take this pencil and put it through my hands. Right. Was he nailed by his hands or by his wrists? Or is it like different? I think it was depending? the wrists. Is, is, I think is it's it the, the wrists? It's the wrists, but stigmata is through the hands. Uh huh. So I don't get that, but I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the wrists. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot of things in that story that doesn't make sense, but no, no. All right, I put up my my yearly picture of the the tomb opening, and it says we he is risen, and then there's the Ghostbusters inside saying we got him, <laughs> and somebody put that on like the the Ghostbusters facebook page and people are arguing in the fucking comments of course they are you know oh you can't do that to anybody else's religion why are you doing that to mine and it's like come on just fucking calm um, down yeah some people can't have any fun anymore so does the does the world feel like a different place since last week no, it's just as screwed no. up as it was. <laughs> well, I mean, Florida is even more screwed up than than it was last week. You're fucking governor, man. I don't. I don't yeah. understand why he's. Why can't anybody do anything about him? Because he's very popular with those types of people. But can't like somebody step in and be like, "You're overstepping your bounds as a governor." He wants to make his private police force. Yes, he does. And he's and he's banning books and he's doing all kinds of things that Nazis do. <laughs> so, you know, I'm smart enough to know that. You're smart enough to know that. Yes. But, you know, these are the same assholes who think it's perfectly fine for, for a donor to give Clarence Thomas million-dollar vacations for 20 years. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. You can't do that? Uh, if somebody were giving me million dollar vacations <laughs> I mean I'd volunteer to go I guess I don't know yeah like it's a little fucked up like 
Like you, you would think that like with the indictment last week, not that the indictment was anything major. No. But, you know, being that like there's visible accountability, at least a little bit now, you would think that like people would be standing up and taking notice, but they're not. They're just going to try to get away with all the shit that they normally do. They are. And then like you find out that Trump had the opportunity to be arraigned via zoom and well, he's using this to fundraise. Right. Exactly. He, he put on this whole fucking show so that people will give him money. And it's like, that's fucking disgusting. Yep. And people are too stupid to realize that he's supposed to be a billionaire, but he wants your money to fund his campaign and his, his uh, legal team. Yep. Well, that's how There's he's going to stay There's a lot of stupid in the country. There's a lot of stupid in the country. <laughs> yeah. These fucking people. So yeah, like we're we're in agreement that like the American dream is dead, right? Uh, well, for us it is. <laughs> you think so? Yep. Okay. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. I mean, it definitely feels that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got to be terror terrified having an almost teenage daughter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've already told her I, I like because she she asks questions because they watch current events in school. And so I get questions all the time of like, you know, what is what is the ban on abortion pills mean? And it's like, well, they want to tell you what you can do with your body. And like it, I know it weirds her out and shit, but it's like she needs to understand what those what what everything means to her because she's going to be the one that's having to deal with it. Right. And I told her up front, I was like, look, if I was if I was coming up now and I was in your shoes, I'd be looking at different countries. I mean, I really would. I I wouldn't want to grow up here. Right. Because by the time she is old enough to fucking vote, all of these rights are going to be taken away from her. And while it's too late for us, she could still well, fucking get out. Well, she may not even get the opportunity to vote the way things are going. Exactly. And that's what I keep trying to tell her. And, you know, if I can raise her to at least be a critical thinker that way and not take everything at fucking face value, then absolutely. Because, you know, people around here are fucking disgusting, so. Oh, why don't you come on down here? We can compare notes. Well, see, like, so I keep, I keep every time I'm out and about, I'm like, I hate the fucking people in this town. And then I start thinking of where I would move. And it's like, well, I don't want to move back to Florida. Right. And I don't want to move to the north where it's fucking cold. Right. So, like, where do you go? Like, California? But it's so expensive to move into California that it's not even worth it. Right. So, I don't even know. 
Like, if you're going to move, then maybe it's just out of the country. I don't know. You need to find your own private island <laughs> and not allow anybody else to be there. As long as you get really good internet, you can still work. <laughs> All right, enough political shit. All right. We don't want to bring everybody down, you know. No? No. All right, let's talk stupid then. Okay, what's stupid? So last week, this 21-year-old kid was filming a prank at a shopping mall, and he pranked the wrong person because the guy shot him. Oh, I saw that. It was for like a TikTok video, right? Of course it was. Yeah. And all these people are talking about, oh, that poor kid, he got shot. And he's like, no, the victim is the guy who shot him. That guy came up and harassed him. It's like fucking bloggers. I hate these people. (laughs) I hate them. I hate them. I hate influencers. Okay, Boomer, calm down. (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the, the problem is to get views. They think they have to go farther than they really need to. And I guess that dude that got shot was like, all he does is pranks. Yeah. And apparently they're all really annoying. Yeah. Well, I guess a lot of pranks aren't really, <laughs> you know, fun to participate in. No, no. And I, I don't like pranks and I really hate the guys that film themselves doing good things. Like, we're going to film ourselves going up and, and, like, giving homeless people money. And it's like, just give them the money. You don't need to right. fucking film it. Right. But they they have that ego of, like, I'm going to show everybody what a good person I am. It's like, well, no, you're, you're not. No, because you want the attention of it. Yeah. You know, I, I saw somewhere, we had talked about Reese Witherspoon saving the children. Yeah. Not Reese Witherspoon, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she's gonna she's gonna market the hell out of that. Oh yeah, because yep. you know, I mean, she's no longer relevant. Hasn't been relevant since Sabrina. <laughs> so, so just reading this, the 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 kid, the twenty one year old influencer I hate that fucking word man <laughs> that's that's the most disgusting word I think that's ever been created as a job title yeah he's a content creator he's a youtuber it's not a fucking influencer but apparently his father was the one recording the the prank yeah when in, in, wait involving Google's translate feature when 31 year old Alan Coley became offended and reportedly shot him in the abdomen. <laughs> uh, so he has a YouTube channel and he goes to malls and he tries to have fun and do goofy stuff and try to get people to laugh and watch his videos. This guy wasn't laughing. He wasn't having a fun time and decided to shoot my son because he was offended. What was he shown where he got offended and shot the guy? Well, that's just it. It's like if if Daddy has the video, because it's probably going to very clearly show that the guy who got shot was um, 
the the you know the the wrong one. Right. Okay, he's got thirty nine thousand subscribers. That's not really an influencer. Most most of the YouTube people that are considered influencers have like millions of subscribers. Right. Thirty nine thousand. While it's a lot to some people, is not in the grand scheme of YouTube is nothing. No, I think he got what he was what he was served. Yeah, facing he's facing several felony charges, included aggravated malicious wounding. That's a that's a actual charge. Jesus. He's also being charged with discharging a firearm within a building. Okay. Well, but he should come come to Florida because you can have a gun anywhere now. Come on down. Yeah, uh, you, you don't have to have a permit now, right? Nope. Yeah, they did that in South Carolina, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought we were the only assholes. No, you can open carry and conceal carry without a permit. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. Yep. Again, but where do you go? <laughs> Costa Rica? <laughs> I'm really wondering if I okay I'm not going to click on any of his videos because he doesn't deserve it but if I put in Tanner Cook which is the asshole's name uh, it, okay obviously his channel is not called that Um, I mean, he doesn't seem to be that easily easy to locatable. Find. Yeah, I wonder if he took his shit down. No, see, I think he'd be trying to use it, use it to get more fucking viewers, and then they could send him money to to help with his court costs. Because <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do, right? Of course. Yeah, you can't just put in his name and find his channel. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if he took it down. Uh, his channel is disgustingly named Classified Goons. Hmm. Did you find it? Yeah, I did a I did a Google search. Uh. He's now got 48,000 subscribers. As you do, I guess. Um What's that because you subscribed? No. <laughs> but he's got he's got videos entitled such things as Asking strangers to play naked twister prank. Uh, taking rackets from tennis players prank. Fake vomiting on Uber drivers. <sighs> Angry Karen tries to take the camera. Yeah, this dude's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. 
I'm not going to say I'm glad he got shot, but it definitely looked like he got what the fuck was coming to him. Yep. And this was in Virginia. I didn't know Virginia was a fuck around and find out state, but I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an absolute douchebag, too. Yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. Have you seen all the quote unquote stars that are bitching about Bud Light this week? I, I saw Kid Rock, <laughs> but I wouldn't call him a star. Well, no. Well, that's why I used it in quotes. Um, so Bud Light and I guess now Corona have come out supporting gay rights and putting rainbows on their boxes and stuff. And that is now incensing the the right wing crazies. Mm -hmm. And so kid rock put out a video where he shot his beer collection. Yes. And then I guess Travis Tritt went on and bitched about it. And it was like, and then everybody started posting pictures of him with makeup on. Yes. And skin tight pants and long hair. Yep. And it's just like, wow. Okay. Don't, don't bitch because people will find your fucking past. Yep. So, yeah. And apparently in Texas, they just made it illegal for men to wear makeup. So What? Yeah. Yeah. So newscasters are gonna, are breaking the law? Uh, apparently. Apparently. Mm. Fucking Trump can't visit. <laughs> you know, there's no more clowns, I guess, in Texas, except for the politicians. But, I mean... So tra- I guess Travis Trick can't go home because he wears makeup. So, yeah. Like I said, a whole lot of stupid. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find this real fast. So Texas, a come on, a Texas judge banned men performing in makeup in public. Um, this well and this person points out this this would include Donald Trump Joel Olstein, rodeo clowns and literally every theater performance mm-hmm. but how do you like you would you'd have to get an angry Karen to show up and be like that person's wearing makeup and then they'd have to arrest the entire theater company? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, and I know they're just making waves to make waves and shit, but Democrats should turn around and start enforcing this on Republicans. But it doesn't matter. But it might. It doesn't. I know. It's just sad to see the world go this way. Yeah, well, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> 200 years. Yeah, you Time know, that's on. enough. <laughs> so did you watch anything interesting this week? Uh, Picard was, like, really good. It was. It, and did it feel like um, that it was possibly, like, 
they're trying to fake you out with an ending. Yes. Because everything kind of gets been... tied up. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, yeah, Jack Crusher. We got to go back to see to see what those visions are. Right. What's behind the red door? Which I kind of appreciate that they're getting Vedic out of the way. Yep. So that they're like, okay, this side of the story is done. Now we're going to go deal with like the real plot, mm-hmm. which is weird because there's only two episodes left. Right. And it's possibly the final two episodes of this crew. So that was a little strange, but um, I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. That that new showrunner needs to be put in charge of all Star Trek. Yes. Because he's he's done very well with Picard. And that was something that like people thought was going to be really hard to do. But we get data back and he has this weird like psychological war with lore and looks like he's going to be overwritten, but then he comes back at the last minute. It was good. I I yeah. truly liked it. Yeah, it was really well done. Everybody had some really great moments in it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little strange because the interactions between Riker and Troy don't really fit where we found them in season one. Because in season one, they were living out in the woods with their daughter and they seemed very happy and very put together, even though they had lost their kid. And now it just seems like they're kind of retcon that. Yeah. That Riker went away because he couldn't handle the death of his son. And like, so I don't know. And I'm sure this story wasn't written, so they didn't know that this is what was coming. But that's the only thing that like the the conversation between the two was great. It was heartfelt and poignant and felt like a real couple having a conversation. It just didn't fit the narrative of what has come before it. Yeah. But I did like them all sitting around the table like in Next Generation. I mean, minus Will Will Wheaton, everybody from the original cast was seen at some point, even Tasha yep. Yar. Yep. So it was really good. Hopefully the, the last two episodes will like just be really strong as a way to go out. Say right off into the sunset. Unless they get a spinoff. <laughs> Old people in space. Um, yeah, you never know. So I watched a new show this week. You did? I did. Which one? So on a whim, um, I watched a show on, well, I don't know if it's on Apple TV. That's not where I watched it, but. It's called Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know who was asking for this. <laughs> um, 
And I'm pretty sure that in the first episode, so there's been two episodes released. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that in the first episode, there's more songs sung than in the first movie combined. Okay. There's a song like every two minutes in the first episode. Oh. They kind of, they kind of turn it down a bit for the second episode, but they're still like, they're hitting beats to get the songs. Hmm. And I don't know how you sustain that many songs in a season, but it was, it was quite interesting. It was, this is four years before I guess the first movie takes place. Okay. And all of, I guess the cast from the first are supposed to be like junior high school. So they're not in the school. Oh, but you meet several of them in the first episode. Okay. Um, if you're going to watch it, I don't want to give anything away, but, um, you definitely, there's definitely connections to the movie in it. Just besides just the, the high school, but you find out where the pink ladies come from. You find out like, like in this version, Rydell is very, diverse okay and wow that's unique yes and you know 1950s america was not very diverse in schools, so that's kind of weird but right. like several of the characters are supposed to be like hispanic and puerto rican and stuff hmm. and it's you know none of that was ever hinted at in any of the other two movies so it's it's an interesting take. Are you going to stick with it? Um I am going to watch probably one more and decide what I'm going to do. Okay. Um they don't get the jack the pink lady jackets until the second episode. Okay. Um so I want to see where they kind of go with it, but I don't think that I am the intended target for this TV show. Who is the intended target? It's children of people who liked the first movie. So are you going to want, have you watched this with your kid? No, I haven't. No, no. It was one of those things that like, um, I was on the, the website where I watch things and I had scrolled down to the what's new this week thing and saw it. And when the trailer came out, I was really on the fence of like, who is this going to be for? Right. And like, do we need this? And is it going to be any good? And when I was watching it, it's meant for young women because the main characters are all female. They all come like they're, purposely made to be identifiable by different walks of life. So there's like the nerdy girl and there's the girl that's got the bad reputation and there's the girl that's not understood by like, she's a little too butch to be feminine and too feminine to be butch. Like she's like a, like in a weird spot. Right. And so like she doesn't identify with either group, but she's going to be in the pink ladies anyway. And like, so it's meant so that no matter who you are, you could identify with one of them. Okay. Um, 
it's a noble idea. It is. But. It is. It's a little weird that it takes place in the fifties when people were so close minded. But um I'm gonna watch at least one more and see where they kind of put the direction of the show. And then I'll decide whether or not I stick with it. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. I also watched something new. What'd you watch? Digman. 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 I have not heard of that. It's about a bunch of archaeologists kind of competing for artifacts and stuff. Oh. Now, the only downside of it is, well, it's animated, (laughs) is that Andy Samberg is the main character. Oh. But the first two episodes, which are already out, were were pretty decent. And he didn't sound like his usual annoying self, so I kind of... Oh, he's actually playing a character? As opposed to just himself? Yeah, he's, play, he's playing Digman. Okay. And it's almost an opening of Indiana Jones thing where he, you know, he's, he's in a temple and he finds the artifact and then his assistant takes it from him and suddenly the assistant is like the number one archaeologist in the world and Digman is kind of a has-been. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's so far it's pretty cool. Okay. We'll see where it goes, you know. Rip Digman? Rip Digman. <laughs> Sounds like a porn name. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's it. It's it's very meta and it's very silly. It sounds like I was looking at the artwork. It kind of reminds me of what was the the show that they did where it was a bunch of superheroes in like a Big Brother type house. Uh. Do you remember that? Yes, with Stan Lee. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Oh, the Comedy Central one with yes, all the, the cartoon the, characters. Yes, with the cartoon characters. Yeah. And they had like the black and white one and then they had like the superhero. Yep. Oh, my God. What was that called? Um, uh, talk amongst yourselves while we figure this out. It had what's his name in it? Uh, John. Oh, what the fuck's his name? Tom Kenny. No. It had Jess Harnell in it. Mm. And let's see. Because I think he played the superhero. Okay. Um, let's see. And it was a long time ago, right? Yeah. Um, He's done so much shit. Holy cow. (laughs) You know, it's not just like scrolling back through a, through an IMDB. It's, he's got like, you know, 30 things for every year. Drawn together. Drawn together. Yeah. That, that's kind of what the, the art style reminds me of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. 
I mean, there's one that takes place in Italy and they get stranded under a bridge on a canal. So they call their friend who's kind of the Jock Lindsay, but not really. <laughs> and tell him it's like, we need a gondola. <laughs> so he goes to get his gondola license and he has to go to gondola school. <laughs> and okay. it's called, and it's the top gondola school. Nice. So it becomes a top gun parody. Nice. It, 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 yeah, it's clever. It's very clever. Okay. But Andy Samberg's not annoying in it? Not as, not so far. Okay. You know what he is annoying in? What? I was kind of going through hard drives and I came across a movie I had never watched but intended to. Okay. It was the live action Chip and Dale. Oh, and, okay. And if it weren't for the voices of Chip and Dale, it would have been a really fun movie. Yeah. There's all these inside jokes. There's, I mean, it, it's just so well done. I mean, the beginning, Dale is at a, at a con and like Tigra from Thundercats is in a booth next to him. Yeah. And, and like ugly, I, ugly Sonic is there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Peter Pan is like kidnapping cartoon characters and kind of doing genetic experiments on them to make um, off-brand sequels. Yeah. I mean, I I did enjoy that movie. Like, yeah, I did too. It was definitely interesting because like Dale gets himself like CGI'd. Yes. As part of a scheme to like be relevant again and Chip hasn't. So they're, they're constantly walking around in different art styles. Yes. Like it's, it's an interesting concept, but yeah, like the fact that they don't sound like Chip and Dale mm-hmm. is, is a big turnoff. Yeah. And there's a couple of spots where it really slows down. Yeah. But all the inside jokes I just thought were hilarious. I mean, like it, it, you know, you've got the original characters from rescue Rangers, Monterey Jack and fat cat and fat cat's got the leg of a, of a, uh, of a dino bot. And he's got like wreck it Ralph's arm. And (laughs) (laughs) it's just really silly fun. Yeah. I mean, if you can stomach Andy, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, yeah, being kind of themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those, like, there's a fine line that gets walked of these types of movies where, like, the Toon world is alongside the human world. And there's, like, this interaction between the two to where, like, sometimes it works really well and sometimes it just falls apart. Yeah. And this is one of those that actually kind of works pretty well besides the two main guys. Yeah. I mean, and it's Disney. So like they were able to get all kinds of IP together. Well, they even had Roger rabbit, which Roger rabbit has kind of been off limits. Yeah. Because he's owned by Amblin. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was an exchange of um, 
you know, when Spielberg went to all those companies to ask for stuff for Ready Player One, Mm-hmm. I wonder if Disney was like, okay, but you have to let us use Roger Rabbit for this movie that we're doing. Hmm. Okay. And maybe they pitched it to him and he said, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And you just have to really pay attention to the movie or you're going to miss a ton of shit. <laughs> yeah. Peter Pan's like old and fat. Yes, yeah. it's Will Arnett. <laughs> it's Will Arnett, yeah. Yeah. And you got uh, Seth Rogen is in it as like the weird like World of Warcraft character. Yes. Yeah. With, un- uncanny Valley. <laughs> yep. Like he he never focuses on who he's talking to. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's somebody that definitely understands pop culture. Yes. So speaking of pop culture and references, um, what did you think of this week's Mandalorian? I I was hoping that Christopher Lloyd would have a better part. Uh huh. I I thought Lizzo and Jack Black were distracting. This would have been a fine episode, like you know, fun and whatever. If this had been like episode two of the season, we have two episodes left and side quest missions are not what the show needs in order to move forward. Right. And so, um, look, I'm not a fan of Lizzo. I don't know any of her music. I, the only reason I know any of the, her songs is because they use them in like Instagram reels. Yes. So when she popped up, I didn't really know who she was. When Jack Black popped up, I was like totally taken out of the episode. Yeah. And because it's not like they use Jack Black and dressed him up to where you're like, wait a minute, is that who I think that is? It's crazy hair, Jack Black with the big beard. Yep. And it's like, oh, no, he just rolled in for a couple of days on his way to do another movie. And like, this is what they had to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt very stunt casting to me. Yeah. Um, and I was I don't want to say the Christopher Lloyd thing was too, but it felt like that could have been anybody. Yes. And there was all kinds of stuff on the internet of once that everybody found out that he had been cast, like people were like, Oh, he's going to be like an elder Mandalorian and he's going to like bring everybody back together. And then as the season went on, it was like, well, okay, obviously we still haven't seen him and he's not, he's not going to be a Mandalorian, at least nothing major. Right. And then it was like, oh, no, he's some security guy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. I love the ending. I thought the ending was really good when they finally get to the other Mandalorians. Yeah. You know, and there was the battle between her and Wolf or X. X Wolves. X Wolves. Yep. You know, 
I know there's a lot of stuff online about whether or not Din giving up the dark saber was justified because it was a little too convenient at the time. But I mean, I'll take it for, you know, for what it is. Well, I also think it shows that he understands the importance of the Mandalorians, not just his own tribe of, of foundlings. Right. So that, you know, he's he's essentially voting for her to reunite all of the, the Mandalorians. Well, and because his because the armorer said that's what she needs to do. Right. He's getting back into to her good graces, so she's he's going to follow whatever she says. Right. And he's got the opportunity to kind of show it up and be like, no, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that the ending was great. I thought side quest middle was a little bit too much, though. It, it, it didn't feel like it was important. No. That it was that we've got how many episodes left and they kind of blew it on stunt casting on CSI Mandalorian. Yeah. Although I I will say I did like the thing where he was kicking the battle droids to see which one <laughs> yes. would move. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing? I'm I'm trying to figure it out." Yeah. There's a lot of speculation now about who the Mandalorian of the title really is. Yeah, I I think it's Grogu. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think I think the overarching story of the entire thing is going to be what it's what it means to go from being a foundling to a Mandalorian. Okay. And I think in a couple of seasons we're going to see him completely decked out in Mandalorian. Well, now armor. that he's secretly getting his own armor. Yep. Yep, he's already got two pieces, although the big chest piece doesn't make any sense to me. It's just a big circle. Right. It's not like chest shaped or anything. Right. Right. So not really it's sure. It's like a shield. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big shield on his chest. So I, I don't know. I don't know if she's thinking that like he'll grow into that. And, you know, that becomes another part of whatever. But mm. who do you think like, it's about? Like, like it's one half breastplate. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it's going to become Bo-Katan's journey. Well, I do think that that Filoni is using the show to encompass all Mandalorians. And I think that it's part of his overall vision because, I mean, the Mandalorian culture was fleshed out under Filoni. Right. So he knows the most about the culture of anybody. Right. I mean... I'm sure he's had long conversations with George Lucas about it with his ideas. And George just was like, yeah, that sounds great. Mm. You know, but like, yeah. like the siege of Mandalore and like night of the thousand tears and all that stuff is written by Filoni. So now that he has a live action show where he can show it all, you know, maybe, maybe in the creation of the show, they were like, well, we're going to follow this one Mandalorian and if we get the opportunity, we're going to go, we're going to stretch out and do all Mandalorians. 
But I also didn't think that Din was going to go on the journey with Bo-Katan. No? Like, at the end of at the end of the previous one, when the armor is like, she's going to go look for Mandalorians, I thought we were going to stay with Din and Grogu back with the Covert. Mm. And then the, the episode starts and Bo-Katan's there, and so is Din. And I was like, wait, okay, I guess we're just going to follow that journey then think they're going to become a couple no but i do think that she's gonna see that din is the right person to be like her second in command okay because you could kind of see it there was a bunch of reaction shots this week of her watching him (laughs) and as he's getting results she's kind of like she's there like okay I, i can kind of see this I wasn't sure what it like this episode. They made it so that she didn't have her helmet the entire time. Yeah. And I was thinking she would never get off the ship without her, without her helmet. Right. So that was a little weird, but maybe it was all to get to the end. I don't know, but I mean, she could have just taken it off and fought without it. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Nope. Well, um, Star Wars Celebration was this weekend. Yes. And we got a lot of new shit from Star Wars and Indiana Jones. We did. Did you see the Indiana Jones trailer? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. They've really perfected the de-aging. Oh, yeah. Um. This gives a little bit more into what the plot is. I'm wondering whether or not we're going to be, if the dial of destiny will be sending him back and forth in time or whether or not it's going to be flashbacks. Hmm. Okay. Because there's, there's the shot of the, I guess it's mad Mickelson where he's like, I'm going to change it all. And you see the dial changing. So I wonder if as the dial changes, like the past changes and like you might be seeing like alternate versions of everything. Oh, that could be interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be kind of Indiana Jones flashpoint. (laughs) They're going to have to explain why Marion and Mutt aren't there though. Aren't they? Well, I didn't see them. I mean, we haven't seen them yet. You would think they'd at least show Mary and they showed Sala. Right. Give them hell, Indy. I mean, the beginning of this trailer, he's like in his underwear laying on a couch. Yes. And like when the music starts, he kind of like gets bumped awake. And as if he's like living on his own. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe him and Marion just couldn't make it. Or do you think that they're just going to ignore the fourth movie altogether? Uh, I hope not. No, you don't think like they just don't mention anything from it? Mm, I don't know that anything needs to be mentioned other than his on again, off again relationship with with, uh, Marion. Yeah, possibly. 
I mean, there doesn't need to be a tie-in to, you know, the Crystal Skulls or any of that stuff. No, you don't think it'll be like all of a sudden you see like a Crystal Skull in the corner? Well, yeah, I could see that, that shit like, happening. Be like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> Aliens. Yes. I mean, because in the trailer he talks about being um, tortured by voodoo. Right. From the second one. So I don't know if they'll hit all of them or not. Hmm. But we also got a ton of information about Star Wars coming up. We did. There's going to be three new movies. Uh, two. <laughs> I thought there was three. There are three, oh. but I really have no interest <laughs> in the third. <laughs> okay. So so we have, we have one that's going to take place in the... I guess the beginning of the Jedi order. Right. Which James Mangold called a biblical journey, mm. which was weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that like the Jedi are like religious monks and all that. Uh, that's fine. As long as it's good. I mean, that's fine. We're getting a Dave Filoni movie. Yep. Um, and what was what what did they say he was doing? Is it the Mandalorian one? It wraps up Mandalorian and Book of Boba. Okay. And then we're getting one that takes place after the sequels and mm-hmm. stars Ray. So is this the sequel sequel? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I think they should just let sleeping dogs lie. But she's going to found the Jedi Academy, Chris. Think of all the 12-year-olds who will be into this. <laughs> It'll be the next Harry Potter. Yeah, well. I don't know. I think they have found so much success on Disney Plus that I think their mouth is watering for another movie. And they're not thinking of what a horrible set of movies those sequels were. Yeah. And I think they're gonna they're gonna find out the hard way. I think they're... I think that if the if the first Jedi one is cool, I think that'll do okay. I think Felonies is gonna be received really well. I don't see how the Ray one with the toxic fandom is gonna be Yeah anywhere near what they're expecting it to be no it um you know we'll have to wait and see unless they bring back finn and really i don't think he'll come back unless they back up the money truck well yeah but i think like if they were to finally give him his due yeah and fulfill the promise that they made him of like you're wielding the fucking lightsaber I could see like a little bit more interest. Um, but you're right. He's, I don't think he's ever going to go back. I mean, it, but it's, it's, too, it's weird too, because Oscar Isaac said that he would never do a Disney plus show either. And he wound up doing moon Knight. So yeah, I can see if John Boyega is promised like an executive producer slot and they back up a money truck he might do it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, who knows what Kathleen Kennedy has promised people? Well, that's true. But she did say we're not getting an Obi-Wan season two, which sucks. Yeah. But I guess, you know, I guess just let it lie. It's fine. Yeah. We got a trailer for Ahsoka. Which looks really good. Which looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, Get to see all the live action Rebels characters. Well, most of them. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled with the way Sabine looks. Is it the long hair? It's the long hair. I don't know if she'll keep the long hair, though. Well, I mean, she had short hair on the show. Right. I mean, there's got to be a reason she's got long hair now. but Right. Well, and I think that all comes into her living on Lethal and, um, you know, kind of pining away for Ezra. Yeah. So I wonder if that's just a, a, a thing of that, because there was so there were two Ahsoka trailers. There was one that the public got shown and then one that was only shown at Celebration. Mm-hmm. And in the second one that nobody saw, there was an actual front view of Thrawn. Oh, and okay. Sabine walking around with a lightsaber. Mm. And in that shot where she's got the lightsaber, it looks like her hair is short again. Oh, so it may be one of those things where it's not until Ahsoka comes back that like she decides that she's going to get back into the fight or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. And the only person we didn't see was Zeb, which, which we saw on the Mandalorian. Right. And I'm wondering whether or not this trailer was supposed to come out before that episode oh. to hide the fact that they were going to do him. Yeah. And then he pops up in Mandalorian and everybody's like, whoa, what the fuck? But yeah, I'm super looking forward to Ahsoka. I think that's going to be really, really good. Yep. Uh, there was also a trailer that they only showed there for Cassian or, or and or season two. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, it got taken down really fast. Hmm. Um, and they also took down the one for Skeleton Crew. Okay. Which is the kids who find a starship and get Goonies. lost. Kind Goonies of, yeah. in space. Yeah. Yeah, that one also doesn't look like it was meant for me. They're they're really trying to screw. I mean to to skew <laughs> yep. to uh-huh. to a very young audience because you've got that you've got the new Jedi version of Paw Pals. Yeah, they're trying to involve the entire family. Well, yeah, but if you make something that looks like ass to those of us who grew up with it. I mean, we had to deal with the droids cartoon. Yeah, it's, that's true. <laughs> and that was terrible. Yeah, I, I saw the I saw the skeleton crew one, and I was like, okay, this this is gonna have to be a watch the first episode and see if it's anything. Well, time will only tell. <laughs> Do 
you think like the final shot of Mandalorian season three will be the reveal of Thrawn? You think like he gets his live action debut in a different show and then shows up on Ahsoka? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they might do it for, you know, that the, uh, the hype of it. Yeah. I don't know that he really has any relationship to Mandalorians unless he's just a new threat out there. Well, a lot of the stuff that I saw online speculates that whether or not um, Moff Gideon is working for him. Oh. And if that's the case, like, you know, because we still haven't seen Moff Gideon and he's, he did the, um, he, he did the media days for Mandalorian. So he's going to pop up at some point. Okay. Um, but you know, what if, what if the last shot is Moff Gideon reporting back to Thrawn? Mm. You know, something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And in a, in a weird turn of events, um, Andy Serkis was interviewed on the panel for, um, and or season two. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether or not they're bringing him back as well. In flashbacks or he somehow survived? Uh, maybe he somehow survived. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Who knows? We got a little bit of news on the Acolyte. Uh huh. Frozen meets Kill Bill. I heard that, and I'm trying to figure out what that means. Yeah. Apparently, it takes place during a time when the dark side was at its weakest, and the bad guys are actually outnumbered this time. Oh, okay. But not too much information other than, you know, the casting. Jonas, what's his name? Jonas Suatamo is playing another Wookiee. Oh, okay. I mean, if you have a if you have a tall dude that's willing to do it, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no like real info on the acolyte at all besides what they've kind of like spilled. But yeah, when I saw Frozen meets Kill Bill, I was like, what is what is that? How does that come together? Darth Vader sings Let It Go on a wintry mountaintop. Yeah, there's a lot of information this weekend. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was happening this early. I kind of knew because they're 
people I'm friends with who are over there working it. Okay. But I didn't really pay much attention to it. (laughs) I mean, Friday and Saturday were just filled with fucking, like, they were just releasing shit left and right. Yep. I was like, this is what it's supposed to be like. Instead of, like, hiding shit just for the people that are there. So there was another story this week that HBO is going to adapt Harry Potter into a seven season TV show. Basically rehashing the novels. Yes. Well, there's, there's a lot of people who feel that the movies are not canon. What? That because they leave out so much, because those books are so dense that the the movies and curse of curse of the child is that the other book that they did the cursed child yeah the cursed child are not canon to the original set of books okay and so they're really excited at the fact that they may now have a chance to adapt the books in whole um for I guess the next generation of Harry Potter fans. Hmm. I don't see how you cast that with anybody other than Daniel Radcliffe. He's not going to do a seven season. No, nor is he a child that can pull off Harry Potter. But I just, I can't see the, if they were to animate it, I think it might be a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. But everybody like Ron, Harry and Hermione are so ingrained with those actors. Right. That I don't see them ever being able to top that and to where like everybody's on board. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Well, and it's also going to be interesting to see how JK Rowling screws it up with her political <laughs> views. I mean, is it something like, do they go back and use the standing sets that are still there or do they totally redesign it for the TV show? Well, since the standing sets are now part of an attraction. Well, but they still film movies there. They they were filming parts of Fantastic Beasts in those. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, is it just a thing of like when the, when that's in... When that when they're filming those, you just can't get yeah. on that tour. I don't know. Like it's a, it's a weird thing to try to wrap my head around because that's the Great Hall. That's right. You know, that's what Diagon Alley is supposed to look like. Right. I don't know. Like, well, and there are now three three Harry Potter lands in the world in addition to the film tour. Because it's at the three Universal Parks, Tokyo, Florida, and California. Right, and they're making a new section for the new Universal Park. Right. They're doing the Ministry of Magic there. Yes. So there'll be actually three separate Harry Potter areas in Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I don't know how you go back and fuck with it. It's very weird. 
you know, it's not like the spot, the, the Scott Pilgrim TV show that they announced where they're getting everybody back because it's only going to be their voices, which is why I think if they did Harry Potter as an animated thing, it would probably be easier for them. Yeah. I mean, voiceover is much more easier to deal with than live action when you're, you know, trying to recast a character that's so ingrained. I mean, over nine films. Uh, there was eight in the original series because the seven, seven, there are seven books. The last one was split into two movies. Oh, okay. But I still, I don't, I don't understand how, like, like if you were to animate it, you wouldn't have to worry about the visual effects of like the flying and the spells and like, right. You could, it could all be seamless that way. And you could get voice actors that kind of sound like Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Or, you know, those people like, how do you recast Snape? Uh, Yeah. Like that. I, I just don't understand. Like, there's going to be a lot of film fans that are like, I'm not watching that. Well, I mean, I think that's fine because they're, again, they're looking for a younger audience. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking for people that either haven't seen the the films or have just read the books. Right. The, the book snobs. <laughs> I well, I mean, the, the books... The books are very different from the films. The films only oh, yeah. get the highlights. As they only could, because you're taking thousand-page books and turning it into a 120-page script. Right. There's no way that you can do, you know, all of the, like, what is it in the books, where Hermione goes, she creates that organization spew yes. with, the, with the house elves. Yep. You know, there was no way to do that in the, in the movies because they were just trying to stick to the story. Right. And I get wanting to explore all that. I just don't think that this is how you do it. Do radio plays. Let's bring that back. Podcast. Podcast. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's It'll be interesting to see how they do it and if it even gets done or whether or not HBO because HBO was supposed to be working on a Hogwarts legacy show that was based around the video game. See, I think they should spend their money on that. So do I get, get it out of the realm of Harry Potter. Yep. Go figure out how the school was built or, you know, a hundred years before they ever go to the school. Sure. It's completely different. You could just, you know, that would be fine. But don't redo the books. They're not going to listen to me, though. They never do. Well, at least you, at least you care. It's <laughs> all we can ask for. I guess. So I also watched another movie this week. What'd you watch? 80 for Brady. (laughs) Okay. I had such high hopes for it. It's an amazing cast. 
and it just sucked. <laughs> it fucking sucked. <sighs> okay, so so you I weren't mean, you weren't impressed by? No, apparently it's based on a true story. Is it really? Yes. Oh, okay. And Lily Tomlin's character has survived cancer, but she's had a recent uh, doctor's visit and she's afraid to get the results. And while she was recovering from cancer, the, all of her friends um, got her into watching the Patriots because they thought Tom Brady was cute. Okay. And she ends up buying them Super Bowl tickets and tells them that they want a contest because she doesn't want them to know that she, like, you know, spent all her money on Super Bowl tickets. Okay. And they they go to the Super Bowl and they lose the tickets and none of the comedy really lands. There's, like, this whole sequence where... um. Sally Field stumbles upon a hot wings contest hosted by Guy Fieri. Okay. And she's really hungry, so she signs up for it. <laughs> and she's eating all of these, you know, supposedly incredibly hot wings as if they were there was nothing. Just you know, no problem at all. She ends up winning, which gets her invited to a a pre-game party at some mansion. <laughs> um but she left her fanny pack, which she refers to as her strap-on, uh, at the at the um, wing-eating contest area. Okay. So they're trying to figure out how to get, you know, more tickets, and uh, somebody is passing around a tray of, uh, I think it's gummy bears, but they're edibles. So then you so, have old high people. Yes. Uh, okay. Yes. So Rita Moreno stumbles on a backroom poker game um, with Pat Oswald and Billy Porter, who's just annoying the hell out of me these days. <laughs> okay. I, I, yeah. Um, and she ends up winning like thousands and thousands of dollars that would allow her to buy more tickets and then finds out that it's a um, charity game. Oh. So they're like, okay, so who's your charity? And then she turns to Billy Porter and says, what's your charity? And he says, actors against a uh, Broadway cares, actors fighting AIDS. So she goes, okay, that's my charity. And, you know, they get a big fat donation. And then later she runs into him when they're trying to sneak into the stadium because he's the choreographer of the halftime show. And he convinces the guards that they're some of his dancers. <laughs> okay. Um. Jane Fonda falls for Harry Hamlin, who's a, uh, I guess he's a football legend from the past. And, um, yeah, it's a Sally, um, Lilia Thomas character is at the NFL experience and she ends up like betting this, this loudmouth his Jersey, if she can sink more free throws than he can. And she just keeps firing them off. Doesn't miss a one. <laughs> and it's like, that's, I, I, I mean, it, it had moments, but the moments weren't all that entertaining. Okay. And Jane Fonda's character writes erotic gronk fiction. 
Oh, like Gronk the football player? Yes. Jesus. And when they she sees her books for sale at the NFL experience, and Sally feels like, oh, you should sign it, you should sign it. So she pulls a book off the shelf, and she's signing it, and this woman comes up to her and says, ma'am, you have to buy that now. And then she realizes that she's, uh, you know, she's the author of this, and the big deal's made about that. <laughs> and um, eventually they end up getting back um, – getting their tickets back and then they find out the tickets are fake and eventually um they run into harry hamlin's character who says well you know i'm in the skybox you guys are my guests so they finally get to go in and see it and then there something happens where patriots are losing and they need a pep talk so they go over to the the coach's booth and lily gets on the headset and she's talking to Tom Brady, giving him advice. <laughs> it, 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 it should have been so much better than it is. <laughs> That's so, what I got to say. So it could have been something. It could have been, it could have been another nine to five. Okay. You had an amazing cast. You didn't give them enough to work with. I think they were trying very hard to keep the, the sentimental growing old does she doesn't she have cancer again kind of thing and every time they went back to that it kind of like stopped hmm. okay it just put the brakes on and at the end it features all all four women and tom brady in beach chairs at the beach <laughs> and one of them goes so tom have you ever thought about retiring jesus yeah. It had a theme song by Dolly Parton, so it was kind of a nine to five reunion. Oh. I'm waiting for the rhinestone reunion. <laughs> I think that would be fucking hilarious. You never know. You know, that that uh Stallone's character is now like a record executive or something. Hey, there you go. We should write that. We should write the sequel to Rhinestone. <laughs> <laughs> I think the sheer absurdity of it would get it purchased. Uh, you never know. Yeah. You never know. That's funny. All right, so I shouldn't watch 80 for Brady. I don't think you'll like it. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm sure there's movies that I've I've recommended to you that you didn't like. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I watched my my old movie but new to me that I watched this week was Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. I had realized I'd never seen it before. Okay. And I was very familiar with the memes of you talking to me. Yeah. There's nobody else here. It was a much vastly different movie than what I was expecting. Um, going into it, you know, you hear 
you hear the stories of like he's a taxi driver who is taking vengeance on like on himself is like he sees New York's like underbelly and stuff. Right. And while that plays into it a bit, the ending was a total surprise for me. Oh, okay. The big musical number kind of threw you off? Yes. Okay. Where they're all dancing in Central Park? Yes. I I was totally expecting him to die at the end. Oh. You know, there he gets shot in the neck. He's he's there to save Jodie Foster and like he and like the ending felt like super kind of rushed to me. Okay. Because they spend a whole chunk of the movie making you think that he is going to assassinate a presidential candidate. Mhm. But that's not what happens. He decides that he's going to go save this 12-year-old hooker and then he gets shot and he's just kind of laying there. Right. And I was like, oh, he died. But he doesn't. He actually kind of gets the girl at the end. The 12-year-old? No, no. Um, <laughs> Sybil, Sybil Shepherd. Mm. And I was like, that's a weird pull, but okay. Like, it's very, like, one of the reasons that I do, like, I watch something that I hadn't seen before especially like those types of movies where they're so ingrained in pop culture. Like I was so surprised at this. I was just like, I, okay, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, but this is weird. Hmm. Now you're going to have to watch midnight cowboy. Have I seen midnight cowboy? I might have. Although I don't really remember. So now I'm going to have to watch it. Now you're going to have to watch it. And while you're watching it, just imagine Dustin Hoffman as Rain Man. <laughs> and I'll one that I have on on my list that I'm gonna watch soon, and you'll probably be like, "You haven't fucking seen this movie." Is dancing? Um, not dancing. Singing in the rain. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. It's very dated. I'm sure it is. It's very Technicolor. Okay. Um, yeah. I was very surprised to find out that the song Singing in the Rain predated the movie by quite a bit. Yes. Like, it's a song from, like, the 20s. Mm-hmm. I thought it was made for the movie, to be quite honest. Because that's how things are done today. Well, yeah, I know. And I'm a product of this movie cycle so right yeah um i was i was listening like sometimes i'll put on just like instrumental music in the background when i'm working or whatever and i always i've always had this thing i really enjoy at times like big band music okay so i found some internet radio station that was like all 20 stuff so i was like all right cool i'll just turn that on and all of a sudden, Singing in the Rain came on. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I had to do some research. And it was like, oh, that like way predates the, the movie. Yeah. So you never know where stuff comes from. 
Nope. Good times. All right, you got anything else for this week? No, I think that's it. We hit it all? We hit it all. We hit it all. Check and check. <laughs> all right, well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Do you know the difference between Jesus and a prostitute? <laughs> what? the sound they make when you're nailing them. <laughs> <laughs>